with Pastor Milton Pace, and I told Yvette, one day I, I want to get to know that man and have him minister generations. And he is here with us tonight. We're so blessed to have Pastor Milton Pace. And so can we show our appreciation for him coming as he comes up front here. Okay, all right, all right. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Everybody stand up. Help me out a little bit tonight. It's a privilege to be here tonight. I appreciate this pastor for you have such a great pastor. Say anybody invites me to sing anywhere or do anything anywhere it has to be a great man. Let's give this pastor a hand. Amen. Because I am so crazy. I am so wild, you know. Listen, um, that was sounding so good. And did you write that song? Probably did. This man is awesome. Let's give uh, Mr. Shake. I couldn't say no to Mr. Shake. He said, be here when? I say, oh, next month? No, next week. <laughs> okay. But I love this song. You know, and I just want, I, know, I wonder if we could just sing just a little bit of this while we're standing up. And it says, um, uh, you know, I play a little bit. It says, uh, yeah. Now, y'all going to have to help me out because we're going to take table by table, and it's going to be a contest, and we're going to see what the prize is going to be. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Mm, we're singing me, and let me get it down out of the women's range. No women here tonight, right? Okay, y'all. Let's go. Cheryl, come on. Jesus, I love you. 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 Long on to you, okay? Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Okay, now we're going to split it up. This half of the me and y'all try. Just this half. Jesus, I love you. Hold you, hold you, come on. Jesus, I love you. Come on. Jesus, I love you. Push it from your stomach, come on. Jesus, I love you. Give him a hand, y'all. Now this side over here, come on, y'all, beat him. Jesus, I love you. Come on, sing like me. Come on. Jesus, I love you. Come on, push it out. Jesus, I love you. Don't help him, don't help him. 
Jesus, I love you. I really heard that. That was good. Okay, everybody together. Everybody, come on. Let's push it out. Help me out. Jesus, I love you. Put your hands up. Come on, put your hands up. Just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Cause you made a way for me. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. If you really love the Lord, I love you because you heard my cry. Jesus, I love you. Now clap it out. Come on, help me. Clap it out. Jesus, I love you. Father, I just thank you tonight. I thank you for this opportunity to come to this great church and to in this men's fellowship. Lord, we just pray that you would speak to our hearts because we do need you, God. We're leaders. We're leaders of our homes, of our families, of our churches, and God of our communities. And everybody is looking to us because you did put us as the forerunner. Now help us, oh God, and strengthen us by your word tonight. Let us know that it's not too late. We're not defeated. We're just getting started. Something is going to happen that has never happened before. And we're going to see the manifestation of more men coming, arrogant men, men lifting up in pride. We know what it is because we've been one of those men. But tonight, God, we humble ourselves. Help us to understand that there's going to be immediate change when we repent of our sins and we walk in humility. We thank you for this opportunity to speak in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. All right. All right. I had to play. All right. I'm going to. Here. Uh, I'm not gonna hold you real long. I, I am, I'm, I am Pastor Saintsville Cathedral, and uh, that doesn't mean anything much. It's just that I'm a servant of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I did want to talk to you about just one thing here. I, I could talk all night, but uh, I've been had the, I've had the mindset of this little message that I put together and that I've been practicing in my own life. I don't like to talk and preach about messages that I'm not practicing myself. And so it's been, the Word of God tells me that the Word of God is really profitable. You know, we're talking about the economy and all of that stuff, but you know, I told my church the other day that if they don't get the budget right and they don't pass uh, the debt, uh, raise the debt ceiling, or if they don't do anything... God will still make a way. God is still going to be good. That ground out there is going to be just as fertile as it was if they didn't do anything. Because God is really running this thing. Are you all with me? I also read in here that the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instructions in righteousness. So that's where I go. I live by faith. I started this little church 30 years ago in the YMCA about uh, seven people, I told them. I had my dog and my cat and some chickens and wherever I, whatever I, I could find. I had my wife and my little bitty babies, you know, about seven people. And believe it or not, those seven people are still there. We got maybe eight or nine now. But I believe God was able because he told me he was. 
I want to talk just a moment tonight uh, from a subject, the challenge to be functional. Everybody say the challenge to be functional. Yeah, the challenge to be functional. I have a little scripture here that I want to try to find for you here. First of all, we know Genesis 1 and 26 where the Lord said, uh, what did he say? Genesis 1 and 26, let us make man, let us make him in our image and in our likeness. He says, God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and the food was good. Amen. Uh, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the, over the fowl, the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God so created man in his own image. In the image of God he created, he him, male and female, created he them. So God has given us this, he's given us this authority. And then I wanted to look at just one more scripture, and then I'll say my little say, and I'll sit down. And it was in... um, it was in, uh, this is a used Bible. I'm, amen. Amen. This is a used Bible. It's been used. Um, around Psalms 135 and, and 15, it says, um, The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. Verse 18 says, They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusted in them. I should have had my glasses on. Nevertheless, I want to just talk briefly about the challenge that we have as men to be functional. And I come from a, I believe in being functional. I think that God, God has a, a way that he wants us to operate. And so what I've been doing today, the reason I am tired today, because I've been fixing stuff around me. Anything that's not working properly needs to be fixed. Are y'all with me? To be functional is to uh, know everything is is working in its proper uh, in a proper manner in a proper manner, and also means including you, including you, man, man. We were. Men, we were really designed to run off of God. We were designed to run off of his love, his word, the word, the word of truth. We were designed to, to and we go, you know, we work five, some, some of us work five, six days uh, a week. And, uh, and that, that's good. That's good. But God says, have a special day. Have a special day and a special time for him. My, my wife really attacked me last night, and she said, you know, you really believe that men, you, you know, you, you say you, you judge a person if he doesn't go to church, you know, 
you know, maybe, you know, you, you kind of have a little judgmentalism. You, do, you know, practice a little bit of that. I say, well, it is a, it's good for men to worship God. Can I get an amen? It's because that's where I found my strength. I found my strength in worshiping God. And I see men every day, they get up in the morning, my house is kind of on a hill, and I can look down and I see this man every day. And every, every Sunday he gets up and he washes that car. And then he cuts that grass. And then he uh, cleans up around the yard. And then he goes back in the house. He does this every Sunday. And I'm, but I go and I go and I worship God. I worship, I, 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 I practice my faith. And, and I say, you know, if you're not going to make a difference, what are you here for? When we go to the house of the Lord, he said the Lord is looking for a true, just a few true worshipers. And he wants us to function properly. I mean, okay, the grass needs to look good. I'm sure some of our grass looks better than we do. You know, our cars look better than we do. Cars all shiny, everything is functioning properly. But look at you. You know, you don't have any you don't have any relationship with your spouse. If you have a marriage, if you're married, or you don't have good relationships with your children, you don't know, you don't have the wisdom in order to know how to function, how to function properly. Everything is working right except you. You don't have joy, the joy of the Lord. Man, when my feet hit the floor around five, five o'clock every morning, boy, the day is on. It's on. It's on. It's going to be a good day. Somebody says it's going to be a good day. And the reason, because I am functioning, I am functioning through the power of God under his covenant, under the word of God that says, that God says, let us make man in our image. So the first point that I wanted to make, and I'm going to cut all of this short, is to know why you are here. I need to know why I am here. And I tell anybody, you know, you want to know a lot of theology about God, who God is. If you ever get to know God, you know what God is saying to you? Back to you. And that means when you know God, you're going to know yourself. You think you're giving even when whatever we do to God or for God, for God, we think we really can't give God anything. But you got to know that whenever we give God anything, he's saying Back to you. When we know God, we know God. We're going to he say, guess what, Milton, you're going to know who you are. Are you with me? He say this. It sounds a little remedial, but in a woman I talked to, so I gave a message and it sound. Oh, she said it was so simple, you know, that she just couldn't get with it. But now that woman, she's 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 divorced. She's got a broken home. Her child, her children is in disarray, you know, because we can't understand just the simple things, just the simple things. There's a little simple thing that you have to do to keep your car functioning properly and that my son has to learn. And that is change the all, just change the all little things, small things, small problems become big problems. We need to, first of all, we need to know who we are and know why we are, why we are here and why are we here. I'm here to praise God. 
I was designed to to praise God. Not only when I say praise God, is that some kind of religious thing that I do? I came, came down here to throw my hands up? No. He says that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your might. But then he says, love your brother or your neighbor as you love yourself. So what does that mean? That means that uh, that uh, that my same relationship that I have with God, I have with my brother. Same love that I have for God, I ought to have for my brother. Are y'all still here? I ought to be concerned about the welfare of my brother. And that's how I know. And say, that's how we know that we know him. Because if we say that we know him and, and hated our brother, he says, I, I don't believe so. I don't think so. I'm talking about God gives us this genuine care for our brother. When we know our, who we are and know why we are here, we'll care about our our brother we'll know who why we are here i am here not just for myself now we live in a very selfish world everybody is for me myself and i is that same out here in burleson maybe not in burleson but in fort worth everybody is out trying to get all they can and then sit on the can But that's not what the Lord is saying to me. I know why I'm here. There are people that some are givers and some are takers. I'd rather be a giver. I'd rather be a giver. Why do you need? And why does this church need a big? How do you, and we need a bigger church. We need. Why do you need more money in this church or finance in this church? We need more finance so we can do more so we can give more. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I need, I need, our church, we need a, a half a million dollars in this church so that we, hey, we are just supposed to, we're just supposed to be the piping for the blessings of, the, of God. A lot of people, you know, we have about 25 employees. And I told a pastor today that I've come up, God gave me a solution how I can put anybody to work. I can, I can put any, I can, I can tell Mr. Obama and Congress, that I can solve the unemployment problem today because I believe there is work for every man everywhere. Hello, y'all missing it? There's some work. There's some work. There's some work. There's something that you can do. So my church is fully employed. Everybody in this church works because they understand that work is also spiritual. And work is also uh, um, the um, the attitude of a servant. So one of my uh, deacons lost his job, and he went looking for a job, and I preached this message, and I told him that you, when you go in there, you tell them that I want to work here. Don't tell them that I want a job, because jobs are associated with the paycheck. Now, there's plenty of people who want a paycheck, but I'm having a problem trying to find people who want to work. They, they want that. I'm trying, there are plenty of people that are getting paid in our school system that, that getting a paycheck, but I'm trying to find somebody that will teach our children. 
Everybody. So, so work, I even said to the pastor, is spiritual. Faith and work. It's actually a, um, it's, it's a, um, it's, um, it's, uh, it's an element of, from God. So, we all, and all of us, and many of the young guys that, uh, they really need a job. They just really need, they really need to go to work. They need some significance. Work gives us significance. That we might know, we'll know why we are here. You know, you just can't sit around here and do anything. So, I, I challenge anybody to say that don't have a job. I can put anybody to work. Did anybody know that the harvest is right, but the labors are few? There's plenty. Pastor Allen has plenty of work down here. Oh, y'all not hearing me? It's plenty. It's plenty of work down here. I'm trying to find somebody. I've been working all day today. I'm down to uh, working on the sprinkler system, you know, because I can do all things through Christ. Amen? So I'm, I'm t- t- down to those last two stations trying to find out where those stations are. You know, and so I got a pick fork out there, and I'm trying to find out where that last cutoff, you know, it's not coming on, you know. So I'm down to, you know, but, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it because I'm not getting paid for that, but man must work. I must work every day. Jesus even says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. And when the night cometh, no man was worked. That's what I've been, that's why I'm here. I am here to work. I'm not here to get. I guarantee you, whatever you get, you're going to leave it here. You're going to leave it here. And all that money you've been sitting on. And all of that, all of that, that big old house. Oh, man, it's going to be pawned off in about two weeks after you're gone. All that, all that you've been, you worked so hard to save. Those kids are going to throw that money away in about six months. It's going to all be, so I'm, I read a book, it's called Dying Broke. You know, I'm, I probably just spent all of mine, you know. Nevertheless, we need to know why we are here. We are men, and I love what this church has done, as how they built this church, how the men got together and they worked and they built this church. We don't pay the same thing that the world pays. We work together. Is anybody here? Number one, know why. Know why you're here. Know God first. And then know why you're here. I'm here to work. And I see something just awesome happening here today. How these men, um, when men um, repent and when they humble themselves that's what i saw when brother shake was asking you to sing that song how they how you guys and i know some tough men in here some of you played football I was, i'm old, old ex-quarterback tough football a track star track star this guy said he used to pull transmissions and motors at the same time i know that you are men and but i'm i'm having a problem with men right now we're having a problem it's a big problem that men don't know really who they are and that's why they are failing in their lives and their relationships that's why they are following the world and we're going to talk that last one about the heathen in just a minute but the first thing that we need to do is that we need to know why we are here i'm here i'm somebody say i'm here to work and guess what 
Anybody know that it pays to serve Jesus? I started out with zero. I didn't have income. I had outcome. Everything that came in, whatever, was going out. But by faith and trust in God, anybody knows that God will provide all of your needs? I know you've heard it. You've heard it. That's what it says. But do you know that God, when you trust God, don't believe what you see. This world is so mixed up. I don't believe what I see, but I see what I believe. I don't believe the way that it is, but I believe the way that it ought to be. I don't believe what I see. I believe what's in my heart, and then I get the vision, and I turn the vision. I work hard and turn the vision into a reality. Oh, I'm feeling better now. I'm feeling better now. I turn that vision. We have a school about 150 kids, and my daughter teaches the principal. If they can't see it, they can't do it. So the pastor, yes, he had to have the vision to get you to see it so you can be able to do it. Catch the vision. So in our hearts, when we have the love of God in our hearts, God paints a picture of what love is really all about. Where true value really is. Oh, yeah, I've been blessed now. I've been blessed with a lot of things. But I'm a hard worker. Praise God. I was down digging in that dirt. Boy, it just felt good to dig in some dirt. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I was working. I wasn't going to get a check. And some people had seen me. Pastor, why are, you out, why are you out there cutting the yard? And why are you out there? You don't have to do that. We want to put you on a pedestal. I tell them to leave me alone. I remember my father cutting this yard. Used to cut yards with my fathers. Praise God. Somebody said, leave me alone. You know, I am not what I have. I am more than what I have. And I've got 25 people will cut this yard, will dig this hole. But I also know why I'm here. Number two, always keep, always have a spare. If you're trying to go somewhere, hello, somebody. Y'all say amen, everybody say amen. Make me feel like I'm at home, you know. Always have a spare. Um, I mean, if you're going anywhere, I'm, I'm sure you guys already accomplished. I'm probably singing to the choir. But if you're going somewhere, you always, always have a spare. You don't know. I would put my trust in anything in this that's tangible. I don't believe anything I see on TV. Television will take a head off of this person and put it on this head and change the arms. And, and they'll have you, all of those Images, you know, I don't believe anything I see on TV. You better have a spare. You better have a backup plan. Somebody just, somebody said, well, I'm just waiting on Social Security. Well, you might have a long wait. I wouldn't dare put my trust in another man to, 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 for my, for my welfare and my security. No, God says to me that it's in you. Your welfare is, is right there in you. Matter of fact, it's in your mouth. Anybody know that salvation is right in your mouth? All you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead. He said, and something happens. Always, so I got here, always have, number two, always have a spare. And what does that mean? 
a backup plan that will keep you functional. If that tire up, if that tire goes out, you need to have a spare. I've got this new car. Well, it's an old car now, but this car didn't come with a spare. They say that these tires will run on flat. So you can just keep on trucking. But you better have a backup plan. Amen. And what does it say here? And the word of God prepares us. The backup plan. You know, I know that we should follow Jesus, but Jesus, faith is my backup plan. The word of God prepares us for these breakdowns. So we'll have some Jesus is, he is, he prepares us for these breakdowns, driving on the pathway of life. Yes, God has a purpose for you. But he also has provisions for our breakdowns, our failures. We as men, we have to deal with it. We got everything to deal with. I don't know about y'all. Maybe y'all, maybe it's not like that. But I, I have to deal with the house. I have to deal with the wife. I have to deal with the kids. I have to now have to deal with some grandkids that, that not my kids. That's, that's their kids. But for some reason, they're my kids now. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But I have to deal with, I have to deal with all of that. I have to deal with all kinds of attacks. But it's it's so good to know that God has a provision for these breakdowns. I've been married almost 40 years this this month and and still in love. Somebody say praise God. God God will save your life. He will save your life. When I I met Shirley and when I married Shirley, I had to find God. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Boy, I said, when I saw her shopping taste and all that, I said, I need Jesus. I had to find God. And uh, I found him. I found him. Nevertheless, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is, he's the plan. You know, when everything else fails, we have our faith. Amen, brothers? That's the secret. That's my little secret. You know, people just see me and they say, oh, he's very successful and all of this stuff. And say, how did you rent out Bass Hall? You know, and it probably costs around $25,000, you know. But I have a secret. I have a secret. I didn't ask them how much it cost. I just did the work. There was a 100 children that will never have opportunity to be on that stage, to have the cameras, to, to occupy that entire place downtown, to, 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 to be able to, to have that kind of environment. You know, it's worth more than $25,000. Is anybody here? So when you have faith, you just believe, and guess what? God will do it. This church didn't just come up because y'all had all of the money, but you had faith in God. Can I get a witness? Five more minutes, five more minutes. But you better have a backup plan. If this church burns down tonight, you ought to already plan on saying we're going to get a tent and we're going to go outside and praise God. You got to have a backup plan. Now, don't get a backup wife.
get a don't get a backup can. Hello, somebody. We have some good tea here tonight. Don't get that backup can. You know, in case I lose my faith, I just drown in my tears. No, no. I'm talking about we have to have we have to have we have to have a little spare. I've got a spare. We got to have we got to have you know we ought to have an evacuation plan. Praise God. Amen. When this this world disintegrates, I already got a place prepared for me. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, if everything else fails, if this old this old body starts failing on me, I'm almost sixty. I don't even know. I don't. I don't feel 60, but guess what? I got a few aches and pains now. And if this old body just fails on me, guess what? I got a backup plan. I got a backup plan, and it doesn't make any difference. It, does, it, it you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for me now for men not to have faith. It doesn't make sense for me for men not to seek God. It doesn't make sense for me, for men, to not to want to be in worship. Oh, the church is so powerful. Anybody know the church is powerful? God promises to meet us here. And he says we're just maybe two or three assembled. He's in the midst. A God that says, I will supply all of your needs. Oh, my God. Praise God. Got to have a black backup plan. And the last thing that I want to say here is that you need to know the idols of the heathen. For the scripture said the idols of the heathen are silver and gold and work and the work of men's hands. We need to know why do we need so so much money? We need to know. I, I, I told a young man yesterday, he said, well, I'm trying to get this big contract. And I told him, well, you know, there's a scripture there in John 14, 13 says that whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that the Father be glorified. He says, I will do it. Then he goes on to say, if you ask anything, I believe this. I believe this years ago. And that's what made me do whatever I've done. The Lord did it. If you ask anything in my name, he says, I will do it. And I was, I was just, I just believed it. Before I drove off last night, I told him, now, you have to read verse 15 too. It says that if you love me, keep my commandments. You're going to have to be functional. You're going to have to be responsible. And, and, and it's, it's challenging. It's challenging in a world that's everything. When we go home tonight, let me tell you, the evil, the hellhounds will be after us. You can't watch the news without some dysfunction. You can turn on that, that, that TV, that big, that devil, you know, the devil has grown now. We don't just have 36 inch, 42 inch. Man, the devil, <laughs> he's big now. What size is that? He's, well, that's not, amen. You know, you know, sometimes he's six, six feet by ten feet. 
And that, and then he's just in our homes and he's just throwing anything he can. And we're just following those images, you know, you know, we're following images, 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 all of those images. Just, and that's why we are losing. It seems as though we're losing the battle. But we are challenged to be functional. We need to know the idols of the heathen. heathen. Why do you need so much money? Let me just read this. I need it. I know why I need it. I know I need it because I love the Lord. And I know that Satan has gotten all of the riches, all of the wealth. And I know that he has stole it from the people of God. Yes, that's why I need it. That's why I need that's why I need to prosper. That's why I need to be concerned about having more than enough for myself. My goal needs to be bigger than I am. Is this all right with anybody? My goal needs to be bigger than y'all wake up. T- hunch the person next to you. Hunch the person next to you. I need to know that he, Satan, has stole all of, all of this, this world. God said he gave us. He put us in charge of this world. He made us in his image. He said that you should have dominion over every fish of the sea and and everything that creepeth upon the earth and seem like it's just the opposite. The world is totally dysfunctional. God wants us to take it back. He wants us to and he wants to use some some men who have courage to take it back. You are more than your grass. Hello, somebody. And I imagine some of us got some good grass at home. I mean, everything is cut to the perfection. You are more than your car. Hello, I'm almost through. You are more than your, your, your bank account. But there's nothing wrong with any of those things. We just need to not make them our idols. Because this is all that I live for. Well, let me tell you, there's something bigger to live for. I live for Jesus. I live for Jesus in a way that I care for others. He came to edify us. We ought to try to edify one another. If I can't build you up, if I can't, if I can't say something good about you, just don't say anything. Amen. God is a loving God, and when we learn and know who He is, we're gonna love too. We're gonna love. We're gonna love ourselves, and we're gonna love our brothers. We're gonna be so con- concerned about our brothers. I have a lot of my friends and a lot of a lot of brothers. They are suffering because the pride in thine heart will deceive you. And I'm gonna close in saying this: I am seeing right now, almost simultaneously. Something happened when we repent of our sins and humble ourselves to God. That song that you were singing. When we humble ourselves to God and the higher God takes me, the lower I get. Amen. Because I know who I am. I know why I'm here. And I understand the idols of the heathen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you just for this brief moment.
to share with these brothers that uh, they didn't know me, I didn't know them, but we know you tonight. We pray, oh God, that you would keep us functional. If it's not working right, help us fix it. Help us fix our marriages. Help, our fi- help us fix our relationship with you. Some of us, don't, maybe we just don't have any joy in our hearts. You are the fixer, Lord. You made me and you can fix me. Get me back functional, operating the way you designed for me to operate. Teach me how to worship. Teach me how to praise. Teach me how to reach out to my brother who's lost and really needs to know you. In the name of Jesus. Can we say thank the Lord? Thank the Lord. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you, brothers.